Yeah, welcome to the Soft Shoulder Podcast. Oh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone, <laughs> one and all. How are you doing this week? I'm okay, I'm okay. How are you? It's good. I've been super busy this week. Oh, yeah, doing what? Counting the bees in the hive. <laughs> Chase all the clouds from the sky. No. You know that song? No. Uh, that's from Pooh Corner. Chase all the clouds from the sky Back to the days of Christopher Robin and Pooh Where the Pooh Oh, fuck Pooh Corner. That's all. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, I just, I was listening and like, Kenny Loggins is, oh, yeah, by the way, I am Alex over enthusiastic all the time hurry <laughs> i am stacy poo corner sprawl is that bad gross <laughs> <laughs> that was your actual nickname <laughs> yeah don't call me poo corner please. that's poo corner <laughs> um so this is going to be our first two-part episode yeah well i guess it is kind of two-parter yeah yeah kind of well yeah Anyways, we're we're uh, we're gonna focus right now on uh, Kenny Loggins and Jim Messina, also known as Loggins and Messina. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. Let me tell you all about. Wait, 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 wait! Before you tell me all about Loggins and Messina, uh, we got some Jimmy Messina backstory to do. <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? So. Jimmy Messina. I won't call him Jim. I'll only be referring to Jim Messina as Jimmy. I've been watching interviews all day, and uh-huh. they call each other Jim, Jimmy. I heard Jiminy. Jiminy? I heard Ken, Kenny, uh-huh. Kenneth, uh-huh. and just K. Wow. Yeah. It was, it's, <laughs> I granted, these interviews are probably like decades apart, but still, I was just like, what? And they are best friends. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Jim Messina, Jimmy Messina, was um, in a little band called Buffalo Springfield. What? I know that band. Do you know that band? For what it's worth, I do. Oh! Uh, <laughs> you didn't think that was Grand Funk Railroad? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so Buffalo Springfield was actually like um, only a band for two years. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, Neil Young. You know, I don't have to tell you who Neil Young is. Oh, Mimi's own. Uh, oh, Mimi's own. So uh, three dudes from Ontario, essentially. Neil Young, Bruce Palmer, who is the bassist. Oh, I have some really small notes written here. He was Nova Scotia born. What? Um, A man, my boy. Yeah. And he died in Belleville. What? Local connection. So <laughs> the reason <laughs> she's saying that is because we, we're recording this from a... Uh... Uh, it's not an island. What 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 are we? It is kind of an island. No, isn't it? we're something else. We're like an, an islet or something like oh, that. Whatever. Or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> we're, we're recording this from Prince Edward County, Ontario. Uh, kind of a island-ish thing uh, at the tip of Lake Ontario. <laughs> so what I really loved about back to Bruce Palmer, yeah, anyways. For sure. <laughs> what I really loved about um, reading about him was um, 
I think there was a thing on the Wikipedia page that said that he got kicked out of Buffalo Springfield because of his predilection to sit at home reading mystical texts. And I was like, interested? This man is amazing. Please elaborate. They didn't. So Perfect. <laughs> if anyone knows about which mystical text Bruce Palmer was reading. What year was this? Uh, 1966 to 68. Yeah, that was kind of like, it was like more like occult side of things. Sure, people were getting into Crowley, people were doing bullshit, you know? Yeah, well it's basically, it comes around like every 30 years or so. It's like then, the 90s, and now. Now! So the other Canadian in the band was Dewey Martin, who was the drummer, also born in Chesterville, which is somewhere near Ottawa-ish. The other two people in the band were Stephen Stills. We know who Stephen Stills is, and uh, Richie Foray, who wrote the best um, Buffalo Springfield song, in my opinion. Do you know which one is the best Buffalo Springfield song? In my opinion, it's Mr. Soul. It's not. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Kind Woman. Do you I, like no, I don't know Kind Woman. Like, kind Woman, do do you? Won't you love me tonight? It's so cute. It's <laughs> okay, so sure, cute. Sure. <laughs> so, anyways, he we'll wrote that. Put a clip song. in. I love that. I'm song. just actually. What I'm going to do is I'm going to see if there's a kind woman karaoke and then put you over <laughs> it. <laughs> I definitely wasn't on beat. that <laughs> uh, and he wrote that song about his wife Aww, yeah dewey songs. oh wait yeah dewey uh so um bruce palmer was the bassist uh he was the one that was replaced by jimmy messina so uh buffalo springfield i just shortened them to bs <laughs> so, <laughs> bs was only a band from 1966 to 1968 uh Neil Young and Bruce Palmer bought a 1953 Pontiac hearse. Yeah. That's an important detail. Um, their yeah. name is from a steamroller. Did you know that? What? Oh, the Buffalo Springfield? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a brand of steamroller. It's like Buffalo Springfield Roller Company or something. All I'm thinking about now is what was the name of Neil Young's hearse? It was famously named. Oh, God, I don't know. Damn Kelly. it. Kelly? Dum Dum? Sure. <laughs> Kelly Dum Dum, the first. <laughs> uh, that song, uh, oh, who cares? Okay. Um, so yeah, Stephen Stills wrote, for what it's worth, that's like their most famous song, I think. Do you know what that song was about? Not war, but it got taken as war. It got it? co-opted to be about war, but yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, it, it makes it seem like it's so much more of an important song than it is. Can I guess? Yes, guess. Okay, so it's 66? Uh, yeah, 66. Okay, so I'm going to say it's either about the sunshine. (laughs) Just general? Yeah, just the the sunshine. Okay, good guess. uh, Drugs? Good guess, yeah. Uh, mm, Freaking out? (laughs) In what way? (laughs) Yeah, it's 1966 way. Oh, like being a freak? Like a long-haired freak? Wearing socks on your hands and yelling at people? Oh, sure. You mean like being like mankind? (laughs) <laughs> the wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad this has come back to one of Mick Foley's three personas. Also, this could be a Mick Foley appreciation podcast. I love Mick yeah, Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley is fantastic. He is an, also 
an opposite to an Eric Clapton. He is a great gentleman. Yes, he would win a Gabriel Award. He, he'd be a Gabriel, yes. So here we go, pop quiz. Favorite Mick Foley personality? Oh, uh... The Undertaker? What are you talking about? Is that's The Undertaker a, not Mick Foley? No. Oh, that's damn a completely it. completely different person. Damn it. Uh, mine would be Cactus Jack. Oh, Cactus Jack. Yeah. There was also Dude Love. Dude Love. Yeah. What Man, was the other one? What about Mankind. Mankind. Who had the sock. Yeah. Mankind, I remember. And but then just... Uh, the, I swear there was another one. It was just the three? I think that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. I do still like The Undertaker, though. <laughs> I think his real name was Mark. Mark, Mick, same thing. Yeah. Do you remember when The Undertaker became the American badass? Really? In like the 90s for no reason, he just completely dropped The Undertaker thing. Like he stopped wearing makeup and like just started riding a motorbike to the ring uh, to the song American Badass by Kid Rock. No, thank you very much. What's for what it's worth worth (laughs) about? Well, I'll tell you, it's not about wrestling either. Okay. (laughs) Um, So it was a response to riots at this nightclub that was on the Sunset Strip called Pandora's Box. Okay. Um, I guess this place was getting quite rowdy because it was just full of the youth people freaking of the time yeah um and uh they the community started to put in a curfew because they were just like tired of like getting their community trashed which is understandable yep and uh then the youth started protesting and uh they felt that the curfew was an infringement of their rights and then i just wrote okay boomer (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing you want more than long-haired freaky people out after night (laughs) i know right (laughs) (laughs) anywho so um we're talking about jimmy messina's introduction into buffalo springfield and it was all around palmer because uh palmer uh, got deported in 1967 for possession of marijuana. Okay. Then he comes back. Nice. How did he get back in? I don't know. He was just probably just snuck back in. Like yeah, things were the, a lot easier sneaky sneaking back then. Did a border really matter back then? No, not really. <laughs> they were just like, sure, come on in. <laughs> got any weed? No. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so then he gets deported again for drug possession. Twice. Twice. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Nova Scotian. Nova Scotian. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy Messina, who had engineered their second album, stepped in on bass. Um, but ultimately, uh, what broke up the band was their love of the illegal jazz cabbage and all their drug charges that they got. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> uh, so Young and Stills went on to do something or other with David Crosby and Graham Nash, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> and Ferre and Messina um, compiled the recorded materials in the final the final um, BS album last time around was put out, which is like the stuff they put together because they were wizards. And oh, then, so they only officially released one album. Uh, I think it was two. This was the third one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like the... Um, like that trash, all those shitty songs that come out after people die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Buffalo Springfield was together for two years. 
Yeah, so that's a long time to be writing songs, especially with all those crazy musicians in that band. Two years? Doing so much jazz cabbage? <laughs> yeah, but they were young. I don't know. <laughs> Neil Young writes like two two years worth of songs like an afternoon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Check out my new one. <laughs> hey, guys, I just wrote you a song. <laughs> it's about a train. <laughs> Our Neil Young might be a little bit more David Lynch. <laughs> it's just about the same. <laughs> it's about a train. <laughs> you, have you heard about my new music player? It's called Pono. <laughs> oh, I saw Neil Young fucking doing an ad for Amazon. Oh, no. Yeah, he oh. spent years, years arguing. I think we already mentioned this on the podcast. Did we? I think. Probably. Who cares? <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Poco, another band that no one cares about. <laughs> I don't even know a Poco song. Oh, really? Not, Not even lie. one? happens all the time. This crazy love of mine wraps around my heart, refusing to unplug. Um, so yeah, Foray and Messina um, then formed Poco in 1968. Uh, Jimmy Messina switched to guitar. They added uh, old Rusty Young on the pedal steel and embraced that country rock vibe. Um, added... George Grantham on drums and Randy Meisner on bass. So, do you know who Randy Meisner is? No. No idea? Randy Meisner? Randy Meisner. Was he in Grand Punk Railroad? No! <laughs> this is going to come around eventually. It's going to come around in the, in the episode where I'm like, Stacy, we're doing this band. And then you, you show up and I'm like, surprise, it's all Grand Punk no. Railroad. No! <laughs> I kind of have a, I have a hunch that. Every song that you think, you don't actually know any Grand Funk Railroad songs because every song that you think is Grand Funk Railroad is another band. I am 100% that we're an American band is by Grand Funk Railroad. You are correct. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> Coming to your town, we're gonna burn it down. We're an American band. That's such a good line. We're gonna come to your town and burn it down. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Alex here. Just uh, popping in to say I was wrong. It's not we're coming to your town. We're going to burn it down. It's we're coming to your town. We'll help you party down, which I think is not as good. I didn't realize that's what they said. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I could also said, be wildly wrong. Yeah, that's true. That's what I hear. Uh, I mean, I like it. Let's go with it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so Randy Meisner is a founding member of a very famous band who will also have to do a many-parter on all their solo careers. Any thoughts? Oh, Jesus. Uh, no, that's like everybody we talk about is that. <laughs> uh, Randy Meisner, every, all the solo careers. Um no? No, no. Nothing? Got nothing. The Eagles, man. I hate the Eagles so much. <laughs> I'm happy I don't know that. <laughs> Tell the truth. What did he do in the Eagles? He, well, first of all, he co-wrote Take It to the Limit. 
All right, well, that's okay. Actually, do you know what's funny? Now that I'm thinking about this, I read this earlier today. <laughs> well, and it was like that they had an equals connection, and I just... And you were just like, hmm, don't care. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, right over my head, don't care. Don't need that. You were going to take it to the limit one more time. No, no, I was going to just take it easy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always thought Take It to the Limit was a Joe Walsh song, though, because it's like that genre of Eagles song where it never, it it just like, there's no climax at all. It's just build up and then let down. <sighs> That's like how Joe Walsh writes songs. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Poco... Um, I, I didn't really write too much about them because I also don't care about them. Originally, they were called Pogo after a comic strip about a possum named Pogo, but the artist threatened to sue, so they changed it to Poco. Great. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Pogo's lineup changed a whole bunch because they were all dicks to each other, and then uh, Jimmy Messina left in 1970 because it was too stressful. Uh, I think that's where we come to me, right? Yeah, man. So, uh, Jimmy Messina, one half of Loggins and Messina, uh, just like Stacey said, he he just got too stressed. He didn't want to be in a touring band anymore. Uh, he had no, just no interest in it. He didn't like fighting with other people. He was kind of done with. Oh, the, he didn't like fighting with other people. <laughs> I, I mean, fuck you. <laughs> kid um uh he's a producer he always has been a producer yeah yeah um that's even how he got into buffalo springfield he wanted to be a producer but at that point he had a name for himself Mm -hmm. uh poco was doing very very well well even when he left um buffalo springfield you know highly influential band yeah so basically it came to a point where he was given a really shitty deal at cbs Uh uh-huh uh, by what's the guy's name? Uh, bu- 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 not Don Ellis. Ding dong. Clive Davis. Oh, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> uh, Clive Davis offered Jimmy Messina a producing gig if he could produce him six albums in one year. What? what? Which is why that's some kind of <laughs> yeah. Rumpelstiltskin shit. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I think I don't know if he actually took it, but at this point. He said, okay, well, at least let me get started and find somebody. Yeah. Um, so he kind of had a choice between uh, Dan Fogelberg. Oh. And... Our boy Kenny Loggins. Kenny! Kenny, who was very excited. Um, (laughs) He met with Don Fogelberg first, Uh uh, and he asked Don Fogelberg, like, why do you want to record with me? And he said, well, I'm a huge fan of Poco. I want to make a Poco record. Whoa. And Jim Messina is just like, no. Too triggered. Yeah, he's he's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, I spent the last three years trying to get Poco over. Yeah. And it's just not working out. Yeah. Like the the whole country rock thing. He's like, he's like, it's just no, I don't want to do that. And he said, I think you'd be better working with somebody else. At that point, Don Ellis, who was an AR man at CBS, uh, he had a friend who worked at a Tower Records with a man named Danny Loggins. 
who had a little brother <gasps> named Kenny Loggins. Kenny! <laughs> who was a, uh, he was a songwriter at uh-huh. that point, uh, writing uh, songs, just kind of shopping around songs everywhere, like the um, aforementioned uh, Pooh Corner, uh-huh. which almost became a nitty gritty dirt band song. I remember seeing this as well. Yeah. And I also have this problem, like um, when I was briefly looking at Kenny Loggins, I have this thing in my brain where I'm always like, think that the nitty gritty dirt band is the incredible string band. And it's not. It's not. not. Even no, That's the incredible amazing. string band is awesome. Yeah. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band is whatever. I don't care what you say. Fishing in the dark is a goddamn chain. I remember being 10 years old, jumping on the bed with my friend listening to Fishing in the Dark and being stoked to someday fish in the dark. <laughs> we talked about how exciting it would be to fish in the dark and then kiss a lady. Whoa! Yeah, it was, yeah. We, fishing in the dark is... And kissing a lady at the same time? Could you imagine? Wow! <laughs> That's scandal now. That's a 38-year-old man. Yeah, it's still a fantasy of yours, I'm sure. <laughs> There's just like a fishing rod in the back of my car at all times. <laughs> um, but yeah, good song. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so eventually, this got back to um, Clive Davis, uh-huh. and basically, they said, "Well, you should meet with Kenny." A couple of other people started talking about Kenny to um, Jim Messina. So eventually, he said, "Okay, I'll meet with you." Uh-huh. Fine. Yeah. So. Don told, or sorry, Dan, Kenny's older brother, told Don Ellis uh-huh. that Kenny would show up to Jimmy's house with some demos. Okay. Say, great, I'll make him dinner, blah, 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 he'll come in. Kenny uh-huh. shows up with nothing. <laughs> Not even a guitar. Oh my God. He's like, so. He's just like, I want my free dinner, please. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And he's, and he, oh man. And at that point, he just looked like, like, I don't even know, like, it's like a, like a rail hop and handsome hobo. Sure, he does have a handsome hobo look. For sure, at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite Kenny look is Alive, Kenny. Alive? Oh, yeah, when he kind of, uh, you're like, is he doing a Jesus thing? What is this? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just, anyways. So they sat down and <laughs> Jimmy just said, like, okay, show me what you got. Like, show me some tapes. Uh-huh. He's like, no, I don't have any tapes. <laughs> He's like, well, do you have your guitar? He's like, no. He's like, well, do you have songs? He's like, yeah, I have songs. I'll show you my song. And so Jimmy Messina, being a producer, was like, ah, whatever. So he pulled out a guitar for him, and he uh-huh. took out like a little like reel-to-reel tape thing, and he said, okay, we're recording. Play me some songs. Yeah. He played him Danny's song. He played oh, him Pooh yeah. Corner. He yeah. played him like my music. Yeah. Um, and the whole time was super confident in it. Was showing his vocal range, and so Jimmy was like okay, why do you want to make this record? And he said, I just want to make a record. <laughs> He's like, I've been writing songs forever. And so that really kind of got Jimmy on his side. Right. Um, so he was just kind of like, 
Jimmy knew that he was going to be able to develop Kenny Loggins into something. Ah, uh, So, yes. like, if this was a cartoon, you would see, like, dollar signs flashing in Jimmy Jimmy Messina's eyes. There, and like, yeah. this kid's got it. And this is my, <laughs> this is my golden goose, boy howdy. <laughs> So it's like we gotta get we gotta get this Kenny a record deal. Uh, so I, th- I think I think he got signed to a six record deal like right off the bat. How I, I don't know. Things that? were wild back then. Yeah, the funny part is about all this is like Kenny was so green. Like he 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 done nothing. Yeah. No bands before. Like a little bit of songwriting, but like and kind of like like a more folky sound. How old was he? Do you know? <sighs> I don't know. Honestly. Like five? This, we're saying five? Because yeah, we'll he, he was a Wendy the Pooh enthusiast, so. <laughs> little Kenny. Yeah, Little Kenny. He almost went by Little Kenny. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can say he was probably like 21. Sure. 22. Yeah. Yeah. That's, talking out my ass again. Yeah, I love it. Um, this, These are facts. <laughs> so the other thing about this is that um, a lot was on the line for uh, Jimmy Messina as well, because this was going to be his first outside of a band that he was in produced artist right so when it came down to it kenny was taken under jimmy's wing because he's like well my name's on the line here too yeah so he tried to do a thing which uh, you said earlier he's like i'll sit in with you like you know i'll help you write songs i'll help you um, you know, get management. I'll help you get like your A and R and all of that stuff, just to to kind of make yourself into Kenny Loggins' songwriter to like Kenny Loggins' artist. <laughs> Kenny Loggins' artiste extraordinaire. Artiste extraordinaire. Because <laughs> um, that's all that Jim Messina wanted to do is just produce. He just uh-huh. wanted to stay home. He yeah. just he just. Like, he just got married. He just got off many years on the road. He's yeah. just like, please just let me just work in the studio from home. Right. Yeah. Um. So the problem with this is, is that since Kenny Loggins was so green, he didn't know any musicians. He didn't know anybody <laughs> like him. So it was his first day on Earth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, Jim Messina basically got to the point where, like, they started jamming together. They started writing together. Um. And then he's like, well, I have an idea. How about this first album we'll do? We'll call it Kenny Loggins with Jim Messina. You can ride off my name. Uh-huh. I'll do all of the background work. Um, I'll help you get a, a great band, which he eventually did, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I'll bounce, still produce you. Uh-huh. But then it'll be Kenny Loggins. Okay. Which is all Kenny Loggins ever wanted to do was just be a solo artist right okay okay yeah so their first album yeah as kenny loggins was called sitting in (laughs) aptly named which you'll find out about this band so much of it is just like just like it's just funny like they have songs like like growing it's about like growing as a band (laughs) it's just like like, what's in the room what's happening right now exactly like tension you're just like like their last album had a song like like moving apart (laughs) it's just uh it's really funny so uh i do have one funny thing about this first album which has um uh 
Pooh Corner on it. Uh-huh. Doesn't every album of theirs have Pooh Corner on well, it? Well, no. See, what he did is he retur- He wrote a song called Return to Pooh Corner. Why would you come back to Pooh Corner? Because his kid <laughs> fucking wrote a third verse to Pooh Corner because everybody was just... I can't take this Winnie the Pooh bullshit. I know, right? <laughs> fucking begging for a third verse to Pooh Corner. <laughs> so he called it Return to Pooh Corner, which I think he recorded in, I don't know, or something. Okay. One funny thing about Pooh Corner, and this is a direct <laughs> quote from Kenny Loggins. Okay. I'm not going to do a Kenny Loggins voice. Okay. Not now, but I will in post. Okay. <laughs> I was going on a date that night and I mentioned to my girlfriend, I'm kind of bummed tonight because I thought I was going to have my first song recorded. And it's not going to happen. <laughs> the Disney lawyers put the kibosh on it. Aww. She looked at me and she says, Disney lawyers? Let me talk to daddy about that. <laughs> And I didn't know I was dating the daughter of the CEO of the Disney Corporation. Oh my, fuck you. Everything's turning up, Kenny. Oh my god. So Pooh Corner was on that album. I fucking hate it. <laughs> like, I just listened to it immediately and I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I've never been a fan of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not. Perfect. You know what's great? I really like um, the Winnie the Pooh's voice in the French um, dubbed versions of Winnie the Pooh. It's just really funny. <laughs> I thought the French version of Winnie the Pooh was just babber. What was the kid, girl, the elephant? Celeste. Oh, yeah, Celeste. Oh, my God, I love babar. Rant. I almost said the rhino. The rhino. What was the rhino's name? Cornelius? One of them was named Cornelius. Yeah, I can't. I, it's been a, been a long time. Um... It was kind of a hit album. It was a modest hit. Uh, Pooh Corner and uh, Nobody But You were the two biggest things on it. I can't believe that. Pooh Corner. Also, a hilarious song called Via Vella, Via Vella, Via Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I wrote as singing about sailing. Yeah, yeah. Which they do. They love lot. it. They love singing about sailing. They love singing about being best friends. They love singing about just like having a nice time. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, their second album uh, was just literally just called Loggins and Messina. Yeah. This is the first album as an actual duo. Yeah. Because uh, what happened was when the first album was a hit, uh, our boy uh, Clive Davis basically just said like, nah, man, you can't leave. To Jimmy. He's like, he's like you, you, th- why would you do that? Uh, I see. Yes. He's like, this doesn't happen to many people. They sold 16 million albums. What? Yeah, all together, not oh. just of step. Or yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But they were the most successful vocal duo up until Hall & Oates. Wow. Yeah, which I didn't know. Oh. Yeah, and one of the reasons for that is off of the second album with uh, Your Mama Don't Dance. Ugh. That was a, yeah, that song. Also, sucks. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it. If I was driving and that song came on, I would probably crash my car. On purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather total this machine. <laughs> That's dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just really hate that song. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Thinking of You was also on that album. I don't know. Yeah, no, why would you? Yeah, Honestly. I mean, don't care. <laughs> uh, and so, like, things were going good. They decide to put out more albums. They decide to actually become a, a duo. 
Their third album was uh, called Full Sail, uh-huh. which is... So fully about sailing, you fully, mean. It's <laughs> such a funny album. It's also so... Have you ever heard the song La Hania? No. It's bad. Um, <laughs> it's like sung in what I can only describe as like an island accent. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, with like um, no. like steel drums oh, and no. uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. I'm not even gonna repeat it, but okay. <laughs> I'll play it here. But it's it's embarrassing. I wrote a couple songs here. Uh, there's a song called "Traveling Blues," which. Uh-huh. Guitar, but saxophone in the first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked. I I think that was the one traveling blues that I've listened to, and I definitely misheard a line as like um, "You're welcome, hello," as "You're welcome, dildo," and I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then it, and then my brain corrected it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Kenny Lockett. Uh, so I wrote. It's basically like a sexy blues song. Uh-huh. Uh You need a man slash coming to you. Do you? I wrote that's also just a sexy blues song. Uh, <laughs> Watching the River Run is actually really nice. I love that yeah, song. That's a really good song. That's a Messina song, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, you're the one doing the research. Hey! I just know the song. I just know that you are the ocean and I am the shore, or whatever it is. <laughs> He's been singing this all night. Um, also, Sail in the Wind. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're they're getting more into like they're more like tropical rock yeah. side of things. Yeah. Uh then I went off on a tangent. Okay, great. And I started looking up tropical rock. Okay, great. Uh take me on a journey. Let's sail away. Yeah, well it's a little <laughs> bit. It's a little bit. Um do you know who the Coral Reefer band are? <laughs> uh no. Enlighten me. <laughs> the Coral Reefer, Reefer Band is a fake band okay. made up of members Marvin Gardens, uh-huh. uh, Kay Pasa, uh-huh. Al Vacado, oh, no. and Kitty Litter. <laughs> now, the other thing is, is that there is hundreds of members in, of this band. Oh, really? Can we join? Uh, probably. Oh, great. Uh, noted members, according to the leader of the Coral Reefers, okay. include... Uh, Paul McCartney. Okay. Cheryl Crow. Okay. Roy Orbison. Okay. And all of the Oak Ridge Boys. The Oak Ridge Boys. You don't know the Oak Ridge Boys? No. <sighs> I have an Oak Ridge Boys hat, but I I don't I can't think of one of their songs right off the bat. Oh. I'm singing Elfira. Guess who the leader of the Coral Reefers is? And apparently anybody that shares the stage with him becomes a member of the Coral Reefers. Oh, God. And yes, it is named after both Coral 
and we. <laughs> um, who is the leader? Some turd. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. Uh, is it Eric Clapton? <laughs> no. Is it um someone dumb? Someone dumb who likes weed? Willie Nelson? <laughs> it is Jimmy Buffett. Oh, fuck! Buffett! That's the best. <laughs> oh, so he just, yeah, just decides, yeah, you're a coral reefer now. So it's like under members on the Wikipedia, it's gigantic. Oh my god. Like hundreds of people. Fucking Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Uh, I, I Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, never listened to a lot of Jimmy Buffett, but I do know that like parrot heads are huge Yeah, fans. they are. There has to be something I can't about figure it. it out too, because the guy wrote a song called Cheeseburger in Paradise. Ooh, speaking of where we live, uh-huh. have you ever seen that oh, if you're walking the waterfront in downtown Belleville, okay. one of the shops, like back areas, yeah. so like there's Main Street Belleville, then there's the shops, then there's the back of the shops, then there's the, the river. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is just painted on this huge mural that just says have a cheeseburger in paradise oh no we got a real parrot head situation over right? there <laughs> uh and then i looked up uh do you know birdie higgins no honey i was your hero and you were my leading lady we had it all just like Bertie Higgins <laughs> looks like the definition of cocaine. <laughs> it's amazing. So I was looking up his video, uh, Key Largo. Uh-huh. I got on a real tangent because, like, not gonna lie, Loggins and Messina, their music is okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's there's, there's nothing here. They're boring. Yeah, very boring. Yeah, boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boring boys. <laughs> um, so Bertie Higgins' video for Key Largo is just him in like a four-piece white leisure suit <laughs> sure go the, on the undershirt the undershirt or like this the shirt underneath the blazer is just like a hawaiian shirt uh-huh yeah um i don't know how to describe his hair except for like tight perm oh. helmet oh interesting yeah huge aviators and sure. like a really like thick like brown beard Oh, wow. Yeah. But the video is just him, like, walking up some white steps, singing. <laughs> and, like, then it's, like, him and a lady on a speedboat while he sings at her. And it's it's literally just, like, like if you just put, like, you could just be, like, visit Miami at the bottom. And you'd be, <laughs> yeah. like, that's what Miami is Yeah, about. it's all pastel tones. It's and, yeah. awesome. Oh, so wow. then I went on a Bertie Higgins thing. And I okay. found his song, Casablanca. Okay. Is it pronounced Casablanca or Casablanca? I don't know. He says Casablanca. Okay, well, we're going with Birdie. So he says, I fell in love with you watching Casablanca. <laughs> Back row of the drive-in show in the flickering light. Popcorn and Cokes between, uh, beneath the stars became champagne and caviar. <laughs> <laughs> Making love on a hot, and he says it like that. He oh, goes, no. Hot. No. <laughs> Long summer's night. Ew. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that is Bertie Higgins. He is wow. well worth looking at. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Loggins and Messina put out their fourth album <laughs> called uh, Mother Load. I know. When I saw that, I was like, guys. Yeah. And it's what? L-O-D-E. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, all I put is like the song Growing because they're growing as a band. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is a hot album. Yeah, it's, it's good. Just, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. It's what I like the best so far. Yeah. Um, their fifth album uh-huh. was So Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cover album. All covers. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yes. <gasps> what do they cover? Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh they cover uh, Oh Lonesome Me by Don Gibson. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, I'm Moving On by Hank Snow. Which is just a great Hank Snow song. I don't think I know that song. We will listen to it. Okay. I'm rolling down the track, me and Drew's loving daddy ain't coming back because I'm moving on. I'll soon be gone. You were flying high from my little old sky, now I'm moving on. That big loud whistle, I said, blue and blue said, hello to the Southland, I'm coming to you now. Uh, hello, Mary Lou. Uh huh. Gene Pitney. Yeah. Love Gene Pitney. Yeah. Have, have I said it before that I love Gene Pitney? Because I do. Because I love the man who shot Liberty Valance. That's it. Put it on the record. Real, Go on. Real Pitney head. <laughs> real Pitney head here. Uh, Wake Up Little Susie. Uh, I don't like that song. That song is creepy. It's, I don't like it. And I remember hearing that song when I was a kid and being like very disturbed by it. Yeah. When, when our kid, what is this? Like when our friends say ooh la la. Yeah. Okay, and it's, it's just not, like. What's going on here? Like, did you drug her? They just fell asleep in a movie. I don't think so. <laughs> what are they going to do? Um, Splish Splash? <laughs> Bobby Darren's uh, no. ill-advised <laughs> dipping his toe into teen bop? Yeah, yeah another not so good have you Have you listened to much Bobby Darren? I don't care for Bobby Darren. But none of his stuff sounds like Splish Splash. Really? No, he's a crooner, like 90% of the time. Huh. And then Splish Splash. Yeah. Well, he was taking a bath. Oh, is it all upon a Saturday night? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. That's weird crazy. <laughs> Making everything is alright. <laughs> uh, I Like It Like That by Chris Kenner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all I wrote These down. These are really weird covers. Super strange. Yeah. Uh, we will listen to Splish Splash because the best part about Splish Splash is that they don't change it at all. Splish Splash, I was taking a bath Long about a Saturday night The road took just relaxing in the tub I was thinking everything was alright Where I sit there at the tub Put my feet on the floor <laughs> so I was just like, why? Like I, I, cause like I, I went to put it on and I was like, oh, this would be weird, like a like a calypso yeah. country splish splash. And yeah. it's like, nope, just the Bobby Darren like, version. You know what? We're gonna Roy s- Kenny. we're gonna stay really true to the original on this because this is a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so very strange album. Huh. Uh, their sixth album was Native Sons. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's not a good album either. Um, I, I wrote down it's. Just shitty blues. <laughs> um, Not sexy blues. Shitty blues. Yeah. So like I like kind of went through it a bit. The first song on it, Sweet Marie, uh-huh. is like really weird because it's like it's it's really funky. It's got that weird like um, ah, Christ, I don't know what instrument it is, but like think of like like the superstitious piano or organ or oh yeah, or yeah. It's, it's just like a synthesizer. Yeah, but what it's it's a synthesizer of something. It's a weird oh, sound. Yeah, I can't like remember. A- were a flower and I was a bee. I loved it 
that's really all it got. Everyone, who cares? But there's weird <laughs> robot voice all through it. Oh, of course. And for some reason, there's like a bubbling sound. Uh-huh. I was listening to it yeah. while doing my dishes, and I thought that my sink was clogged. <laughs> Uh, and he says stuff like, if you're a flower and I was a bee, I'd love to taste your honey in nope. such sweet ecstasy. No. No. It's not good. Um, yeah, that's all I really have about that is just like the album just sucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing about, so this is, since this is their last album, one of the reasons this was their last album is because what was happening was there was a teacher versus mentor kind of scenario happening. Yeah. And Kenny Loggins was surpassing Jim Messina at this point. Right. Like Kenny Loggins is a, a, a beat. Right. You know what I mean? He's, um, he's, he didn't really have any more, not to say to learn, but like at this point, he's like a six year well-traveled veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably like 25. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, what was happening is that they were starting to compete with each other. Uh, and they weren't writing um, together anymore. Yeah. They were writing apart. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it would be like less like Loggins slash Messina uh, songwriting to like just Loggins. Right. And you know, it just, it, it happens. Oh, Jimmy Messina gets left out. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of what happened to me. Oh. So, which also kind of sucks. <laughs> um, another thing that happened was, is I think it was their third album. They lost their, their band. Or at least, like, the the core band. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the reasons this works so well is because of the band that Jimmy Messina put together originally to help kind of, like, back up Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Um, and two of them were in this band called The Sunshine Company. Okay, go on. Have you heard of The Sunshine no. Company? Uh, that was the drummer, uh, Merle Brigante, or Berg- Brigant. Burger. <laughs> Merle, Cheeseburger. Merle Burger. <laughs> And bassist Larry Sims. Uh-huh. Uh, so I decided to look up the Sunshine Company okay, and see, great. like, what's going on with these guys? <laughs> their, their genre is sunshine pop. Happy's the day I found you. Happy's the world around you. I'll never cry as long as we're together. That's the thing. Okay. I was like, whoa, cool. Okay. So I was like, well, what are their songs like? They have songs like Happy, <laughs> Here Comes the Sun, uh-huh. and On a Beautiful Day. Oh. So I, I decided to listen to them. They just sound like the Mamas and the Papas. Right. So I mean, if, if somebody was to tell me, like, what are the Mamas and the Papas? I'd be like, Sunshine Pop. Like, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't entirely agree with that. But some of the songs. At least they're big songs. Yeah, the songs that we know them for. Like, I, I don't know. I like the Mamas and the Papas. And the Papas are great. I'm like, what's wrong with Sunshine Pop? I mean, nothing. I just, I just, I don't know. No shade. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) It's a very angsty episode. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's, that's really all I can say about them at this point. Um, So, I mean, as I was saying, this is going to be our first two part. Yeah, because we're we're not going to get into Kenny Loggins on his own today. No, the, what, what they call him? The soundtrack king? I guess so. Yeah, because he became like a whole other layer of everything at this point. That's true. Um, Whereas our boy Jamie just kind of got left in the dust. Yeah, I mean, he didn't realize he was on the highway to the danger zone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now it's time for soft soft focus, right? Yes. Soft focus. Stand 
bro. Like 10 episodes in, you can say we're on a roll. Soft So I get to go first. Yep. You want to hear my song? Oh, damn it. <laughs> Fuck your phone. Uh, do you want to hear my top five uh, Loggins and Messina's jams? So number one is uh, Danny's song, obviously. Yep. Great. Even though I actually kind of like the Hamburger version better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nova Scotia Connection again. Yeah. I, I will also... Strongly sit with the Anne Marie version better. I love Anne Marie. <laughs> Me too. And even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. Everything will bring a chain of love. love. And in the. <laughs> Hippo in the bathtub? Oh, damn. Snowbird? Snowbird's great. Oh. Spring Hill mining disaster? Ah! Oh my god, Anne Murray! Yeah, uh, she's great. Um, what was her biggest song? Um, Snowbird, right? I think Snowbird was one of her biggest songs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Danny song. Um, then number two was Nobody But You. Okay. Um, do you know that one? Not really. I don't want Is kind of like out of the ordinary, I feel like, for Loggins and Messinas. Uh, I wrote down it's got a very grand funk railroad type of vibe. Yeah, I'm putting it on. <laughs> What's it? Uh, we'll listen to it right now. Okay. I, want, I want to hear it. Give a. Uh, so my third one is uh, Watching the River Run. It's like, I mean, it's a great song. It's a wonderful song. Another great song. Mm -hmm. um, Angry Eyes? Yeah, man. Angry Eyes is kind of awesome. I like Angry Eyes. I watched an interview with uh, Messina talking about um, how he wrote Angry Eyes. Uh -huh. he, he got hired to write the score for some movie. Uh -huh. And so the like the intro to Angry Eyes was going to be the like the bad guys were coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah that like I and they have angry eyes exactly uh -oh. exactly um, what is it it's like you want to cut me down no because now all i have in my head is we're an american band <laughs> got those angry eyes you want to cut me down uh i have i can't think of how it goes either because all i can think of is hungry eyes <laughs> <laughs> who sings that i don't remember is that the human league Oh, I don't remember. Let's check the phone. Look it up. Look it up. And then my uh, my while you're looking it up, my last one is growing, obviously, because it's like dumb, cute, you know, my style. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Eyes is by Eric Carmen. Oh, who? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's see what else Eric Carmen did. Oh, okay, great. Huh? 
Okay, so his number one song is obviously <laughs> Hungry, Hungry Eyes. Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, too much lead in. Well done. Oh. Listen to his voice. <laughs> Master. He didn't write that, did you he? Know, I don't know who wrote that. Did, was Harry Nielsen? Did Harry Nielsen write that? Mm, oh, no. no. It sounds Harry. Mm. I know it's tough, right? But there's, oh wait, there's that other one that Harry Nielsen did write. Which is that, uh, that's like, I can't live if living, if living is without you. <laughs> I can't do God, I love Harry Nielsen. Did we talk about how that Harry Nielsen documentary is awesome? Which one? The one that's like, here, it's just like, who is Harry Nielsen or Neil, or Neil? Like, I can't remember. It's just the Harry Nielsen documentary. It's good. Okay. Watch it. I'm going to check it out. Eric Carmen did write All By Myself, and the reason we think it's not uh, by him is because it was popularized by Celine Dion. Well, I know that. Oh, cool. (laughs) Do you think I'm not a huge Celine Dion fan? Because you are wrong. (laughs) I thought it was this song. Do you remember this? Yep. (laughs) Do you know exactly what this is? I was alone. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fucking green day. I mean, I don't think you could hear that, like... Five seconds of the song and not know it, it what it is if you're a certain age. For sure. No, I mean, do you, oh my god, do you remember just the age of secret songs? Yes. Like that was our our era. Yeah, I remember you would put on a CD and I would like fall asleep and then be like, like jolted awake by some kind of terrifying secret song because they'd always just be like, hey, you know, what'd be cool as a secret song, just a bunch of noise. Dude, the first time I heard "Endless Nameless" by Nirvana, <laughs> like it was the same thing. Yeah. I like put on a cd and then fell asleep and then woke up to like, <laughs> like no! it's like oh god and then they started getting like right cute with it yeah the bands yeah because i remember uh uh actually one of my favorite albums is soup by blind melon oh yeah oh they're, yeah they're like second album yeah 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 but to find the secret song on that you had to rewind back from song one yeah because it wouldn't show up if you just played it all the way through exactly yeah yeah um what are some other noted secret songs? Uh, I mean, I remember there was one on the uh, uh, Witch Wilco album. It might have been A Ghost is Born, where the secret song is just uh, slowly growing feedback. Okay, okay. Till it gets like 10 minutes of feedback or something, just like screeching. Yeah. You know, that's the secret song. There's actually a really cute one on that Nico Case album on uh, Blacklisted, I think. Okay. I think it's on Blacklist. Because that was a, that was strictly a CD thing, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 But sometimes now it's funny because you'll like be on like, I don't know, whatever streaming service you're using. And like the last song will be like 25 minutes long. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. You're like, like guys, no. <laughs> <laughs> Make the secret song a different track. <laughs> exactly. Um, my top five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like a love song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great song. It's a great song. I'm a fan of Danny's song as well. Even though we ain't got Got money. (laughs) Uh, Long Tail Cat. Uh, Go on. It's a great song. (laughs) I don't know that one. It's a Kenny Loggins jam off of uh, Sitting It. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's good. We'll play it. Okay, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
to think of... I like Angry Eyes as well. Angry Eyes is good. It's great. Yeah. And honestly, I although the questionable uh, accent... Uh-oh. Oh my god, uh, what's the name of it? It's off of a... La whatever. Sailing La, on. Yeah. La Hanya. La Hanya. <laughs> I really like La Hanya. Oh, it's got no. such a jam to it. Oh. <laughs> it's really good. Um, Problematic. It is, but like at the same time, I'm, I'm also a big fan of like li- like Lime and the Coconut. Ew, you are? Uh, hell yeah, buddy. Ew, no. Really? Oh, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I find whatever. it really irritating. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think maybe it's like just my, like I associate Lime and the Coconut under the same vein as like Purple People Eater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, like dumb songs that borderline could be for kids. Yeah, just like stupid songs. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, like songs that are like borderline offensive, but you gotta pull that like it was a different time type of deal. <laughs> I don't know. Can we still play that card? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I can. I don't know. Well, I feel like we're driving quickly away, away from that area where we can still play that card. <laughs> Fine. I'll take away Lahanya. I hate it. <laughs> Um, so you got to choose one more. Uh, Watching the river run. Done. Perfect. Yeah. I like it way more than Lahanya. Because I am the river and you are the shore. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do our... Um, our bottoms? Our bottom two. Okay, well like... Hard. Mine is Lahanya for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100%. I hate that song. <laughs> Lahanya wins... A Clapton award. Uh, Lahanya has a Clapton, yes. Um, so my bottoms are Your Mama Don't Dance. I don't care what anyone says, it's the worst song ever written. <laughs> like, if I hear, I just need to hear the first few bars and I will be screaming and turning off the radio. <laughs> and everyone will be mad at me. Okay. This is so obnoxious. This yeah, is like it sucks. it's like every like what's that? Isn't there like a fucking like Ario Speedwagon song that's like I actually thought this song was Ario Speedwagon. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, it's just your boys. Yeah. Don't like it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one I chose was this song called Rock and Roll Mood. It's just shitty blues. Yeah. Well, it's like it's just like a dumb. It's just dumb. It's a dumb song, and like he just keeps saying. All the time in the song, he's saying, that's a saying I just made up. And I'm like, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Like a fish that done dropped out of his school. And that's another saying that I just made up. Is and always has been Lahanya. <laughs> um, also, their version of Splish Splash is <laughs> Trish Trash. <laughs> it, it is no good. Fair. Um, not a good song to begin with. Yeah. But um, just the fact that they literally did nothing to it. Yeah. They were like being true to that. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful <sighs> masterpiece by Bobby Darren that he wrote in what, 12 minutes while he was legit taking a bath? I'm going to assume that he didn't even write it. That's my guess. <sighs> Who cares? Yeah. yeah nobody cares. <laughs> um, and that's it. 
We should just have Gene Pitney play us out on this episode, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> okay, see you, suckers! <laughs> I had to say that I won't be home anymore For something happened to me While I was driving home And I'm not the same anymore